And let's turn tonight into the book of 2 Corinthians. The second epistle of the book of Corinthians. The Corinth church had a lot of problems. Paul dealt with a lot of problems in the first book of it, the first epistle, the first letter. And it appears that he got a lot of it straightened out in the second epistle. And you'll find that you have a lot of practical teachings to everything in, in the book of 2 Corinthians. And the first time you find a lot of practical teaching to errors that they had in the church in 1 Corinthians. We're not going to deal much with that tonight. I just want to pull out the first six verses out of the 10th chapter of the book of 2 Corinthians. And I pray tonight God might help us. I'd like to challenge you and pray that God might strengthen you and encourage you. If there's any, any, been a time that I believe the saints of God and the church and the preacher and uh, church folks and everybody needs encouragements right now. And I don't believe we've seen anything of what we're fixing to see and will see. And uh, I already see that. Uh, when you hear unbelievers that are troubled about things that's around them they are seeing, uh, that's different than what I've used to see. They, didn't, it, they thought everything is all right in their little world. And uh, now they're seeing changes made. And uh, the, you're hearing comments off of it. You don't hear that. Di di didn't used to hear that. And so even God's people sometimes are concerned, and we ought to be concerned. I, I'll tell you about that in just a minute, some things I, uh, it's got me concerned this week, and I pray that I can help you a little bit to challenge you. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 1. Paul said, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech, that word beseech is to beg, plead with you, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. If there's ever been a time, it's right now that we need the meekness and the gentleness of Christ. Amen. Amen. And I know preachers preach hard. I preach hard. And we ought to preach harder. But I'm telling you tonight, it's the gentleness and the meekness tonight that God works through the men of God to help us. And I pray that the scriptures, listen, we need to get to the place that we don't live but by one thing, the word of God, nothing else. Not what anybody thinks or says, not their opinion. Amen. You need to take the word of God. Just like I told the fellow, uh, give me chapter and verse. Amen. If it don't say it in the Bible, leave it alone. And when you tell them that's, you want to see it in the Bible, they'll say, well, that's just what I think. It don't matter what you think. It don't matter what I think, really. All right. Then he said, now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. So he's saying that he's, he's uh, you know, lower than they are. He's, he's not climbed to the high. He's base among them. And he's not trying to exalt himself over anybody. Verse 2, he said, But I beseech, there's that word again, you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. In other words, some of them was accusing Paul or thinking Paul was, when he was preaching and teaching, he was in the flesh. But the Word of God, when you're speaking the Word of God, uh, it's the Spirit of God that's doing the speaking on that. And I'm not talking about uh, if a preacher's beating you on the head and, and being mean and all that. I understand that's a different thing. But if he's telling you what the Word of God says and he's doing it from a meek spirit, and a, and, a, and a contrite heart, if he's a, saying that to help you, 
uh, it's not not to be taken lightly. He said in verse three, for through uh, the, for th- though we walk in the flesh, we not we do not war after the flesh. Uh, we speak in the flesh, but we're not warring after it. Now he says in verse number four, for the weapons of our warfare, we do have some weapons. But he said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not fleshly. Uh, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now look at that, strongholds. We talk about that a little bit tonight. Verse 5, it said, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the, the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And our text verse tonight will be verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight that we have a privilege to pray, to call upon you. We thank you that we have the opportunity to come together to house of God. I pray you'd open our minds that we might receive the things of God and open our heart that we not only receive it, but Lord, begin to live by it and, and, and accept what you say. And Lord, I pray tonight will you get our attention, somehow get our attention. Lord, we got any strongholds in our life, I pray you break them down. You're the only one that can do that. May, Lord, it not be what we think the Bible says or what we think that you're pleased with, but, Lord, what the Word of God tells us you're pleased with. God, we'll thank you for what you're going to do, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now listen to this morning or tonight as I begin to share some of the thoughts with you. Uh, I was sitting one day in my Bible study class in the restaurant, that I seem to have a lot of. And one of the men who will tell you that he's lost, he'll tell you that he's not a churchgoer, he'll tell you, uh, and uh, you can talk to him five minutes and know exactly he's telling you the truth. He don't know God. And uh, so uh, I was talking to him, and we was talking about some things, and uh, he just brought up some stuff, and he said, I just don't understand all that. And he said, you know, if something don't touch our country and get a hold of our country country quickly, we're going to lose it. And I've told him, I said, we're losing it now. We're not going to lose it. We're losing it. And uh, first first time I'm beginning to hear people talk about that we're going on a, on a downhill stretch. Today I walked in... To the same place. Yesterday was the same way. And I walked in this morning and ordered uh, a, a little sandwich and a cup of coffee. And I stood and waited and waited and waited. And uh, I got tired of standing, so I went and sit and waited and waited. The place wasn't full. Wasn't very many in there. But they didn't have enough help. I stood for a long time. I don't care where you go. You can go to anywhere you want to and they don't have help. Some of you big factories in, in America right now, 
They were paying $20 an hour to start off with. 19, 20, 25. Can't get enough help. When you go to somewhere and they're there. I went to the bank the other day. Matter of fact, I get tired of it uh, going into the bank. And every time I go in, it's a brand new teller. And uh, they'll ask me my name. And I said, you won't remember it tomorrow. Matter of fact, sometimes they, they say, yeah, I will. And they won't. But I quit even asking their name. I just walk up to them and, and uh, I say, okay. And I give them, tell them what I want. They get it done. I say, have a good week and walk out. There's no sense getting personal now. Like you used to have a, a teller you could talk to them or a grocer man or a, a drug store or whatever. You, you could just be kind of friendly and nice and they'd have a conversation with you. But now it's a different one every time. And I tell them sometimes, I get tired of training you help. I do. I mean, I go in, I, I, they know, well, I go in, I eat the same thing every morning and when I walk in, they used to look at me and say, and they just, you want the usual? And they write it up, and I just go sit down, and they call my name, and I, I get my food, and it's exactly what I've been ordering for the last six months. Now, you don't know what you're going to get. And I, I actually, for this first time in my life this morning, I began to worry about it and be concerned. I'm sorry, I say worry, I'm not talking about it to point of nerve pills and all that. But I'm concerned. Every, every person in America ought to be concerned that they're not help. I got to thinking, I looked at the fellow there standing there, and he says, you know, they don't have enough help. I said, did you know this is the first time in my life I've never seen people work, not want to work. How are they being fed? Where are they getting their money? Hey, they're getting that. Well, I just read a little thing last night. And it said that when, a, when the government gets big enough to feed everybody and meet everybody's needs, it's also big enough to take everything you got. Thomas Jefferson. And I said to myself, we're right there. And I keep preaching, 2030, you won't have nothing, you'll enjoy or live, you'll have, be happy. That's the 2030 agenda. Everybody says, I ain't paying no attention to that. You better open your eyes. I don't want it to come up and you not know. Yeah. Amen. And then some of these folks, folks are going to look at me one day and they say, why, don't, why didn't you tell me? Been telling. Going to keep telling. I may act like I'm crazy and may sound like I'm crazy, but you better wake up. We're not living in the country we're living in before. And one... Wolf's fellow said, I wish we could just get it back where it was. I said, it's where it is. And it ain't going to get better. It's going to get worse. I'll share some things with you here tonight. But here's something that I found out yesterday. Uh, and this may be or not be, but I'm going to tell you what's been thrown out there to me. Said that they're increasing the cricket farms. Has anybody heard about the cricket farms? Increasing the cricket farm because it ain't going to be long that you're going to be cooking with cricket flour. They're taking your animals away from you. Years ago, I preached... Hold your place right there in 2 Corinthians. 
we, I, 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 I reserve the right to be twisted and turned by the Spirit. So I'm going to another scripture to tie right along with this, and I'm trying my best to follow the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God. I want you to go to 1 Timothy. I've preached this scripture one way for the last 50 years. But I have just recently found out that it means a little bit more than what I've been preaching. 1 Timothy chapter 4 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall what? Depart from the faith. We're living there. I've been preaching that for a long time. Giving heed to seducing spirits, and we're living there. And doctrines of devils. We're living there. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know what uh, you do if you if you take nylon rope and light a match and burn the end of it? It beads up, and uh, I don't like to do it, but you, you, when you get it good and hot, you can take your finger and rub it right quick, and it'll smash it down, and it won't ravel on you no more. That's what a conscience seared with a hot iron is like. You can't be touched by anything anymore. And we're living in a time and a day, and I've preached this for years, that people's consciences are like seared with hot irons. That's why you have a hard time winning a man or a woman to God today. That's why you have a hard time talking them in the church. Our churches are emptying out fast. Our numbers are going down quick. People are getting mad at the preacher and the things that's going on up and down the country. And they're headed up and down the road to find another place that they like better. And they're letting their world and their country that they're living in slide out of their hands and being taken away from us. Now you hear me tonight. I believe I'm right on target. I wasn't starting this direction, but that's where I'm at now. I'm not apologizing. He said in verse number three, forbidding to marry. Now I preached down through the years and I said, this has got to be the Catholic church because they forbid their priests to marry. And I've even commented the reason they do that and that's why we've got so much perversion. Now did you know tonight, let me just throw this in, I'm, as it comes to me, I'm going to give it to you. I'm God's dictating machine, machine tonight, alright? There's what we got in the world that people don't like and they get upset when you preach it and they call it LGBTQ. Well, have you heard the latest? Now it's going to be LGBTQP. Pedophile. They're putting that at the end of it now. Is that not as bad as you can ever get? That's a sin that God says is an abomination. God said, God has never told us, we, but he know, we know it from the Word of God, or that 
Abortion is murder. But the, even, the, even the world don't say that it's murder. But they don't have all the things that goes along with it. The only, they, only thing they could do is get the place we'll let the baby be born and then we can take its life after it's born. Ain't that right? That's what's happened in our country. Alcohol is a terrible sin. Drugs is a terrible sin. God hates them. And we're talking about strongholds. Alcohol and drugs and sex are the strongholds of America tonight. And it operates off of that. And we're going downhill fast. But here we are. We're laughing in the face of God. And we're saying now, Lord, LGBTQP. And some of you don't even know what it stands for. L stands for lesbian. Amen. B of what? Oh, what did I say? G, didn't it? Oh, LG. Yeah, all right, stands for gay. I'm just trying to get you to help me. All right. LG, B, bisexual, Q, huh? T, yeah. Trans, transgender. Isn't that what we hear? Q, queer. P, pedophile. And America says, that's what we want. That's what we want. That's what we want. And God says, that's what you're going to get. And you're going to pay the price at the end. I believe it's a last draw for America. She better turn. I don't find any other place where it gets any worse than that before God ever destroyed a nation. You with me? I've been preaching that America will go down. I still preach tonight that America's going down. You said if she repents, that's right. But at some point in time, God is going to turn them over to a reprobate mind. And I don't know whether that's here yet or not, but it's close. You agree with me tonight? Well, that's where we are, and I see it. And brother, it bothers me and concerns me. Forbidding to marry. Now, let's just go on. And commanding to abstain from meats. And every time I read that for the last 50 years, I said two, two denominations fit that bill. One's Catholic. They think you got to eat fish on Friday. Most people in America, even Baptists, are religious, and you go to your restaurants and they got fish on Friday. That's all right. I'll eat it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday too if they feed me. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And then the other is Seven Day Adventists. They won't eat pork and no meat at all. Yeah. Of course, we got the Muslims. They won't eat pork. Yeah. But I, I just put them off on the side. Any, I don't pay them no attention. Uh, we, we, but these I'm talking about is cults. But where I've missed it is all this. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of things which, be, which believe and know the truth. Amen of them which do it. Now listen. What I'm saying to you and what I'm trying to get across to you is 
Now we are living in a society and what you're going to hear the rest of your days that you live upon this earth is the green deal and uh, the earth and uh, climate change and all. That's what they're going to. And they're trying to get you off the meat business and that's why you're having problems with beef, with pork, and with chicken. Don't tell me today that we just all of a sudden got the place we can't have chicken and beef and we can't have pork and just so happens places of food processing places are just burning up. Actually catching on fire. I've mentioned this here before. I can't believe it. Where was uh, Ten years ago they didn't burn up here and there. I know a couple of them uh, airplanes even flew down. Isn't that rather strange? They just burn up. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing tonight that uh, we don't have water for some of the stuff? And they're talking about Lake Mead over yonder, and it's gonna gonna have such droughts. And I heard that they had a, a foot of rain. I mean, a, it raised a, a foot up over the weekend. I guess they'll be working on that. When I'm seeing all this, I'm saying that it's got, it, it, it's planned and this stuff's going. And brother, just listen to me. We've got all kinds of problems of getting wheat and grain out of countries into other countries like Ukraine. A lot of strange things going on tonight. It may not interest you. But I have never thought that Russia was so weak that a little country like Ukraine could whoop them. And now they're taking all the weapons from America they can get and from other countries and they're just wearing them. If you hear Ukraine tell it, they're, they're taking out everything. They're killing and taking away anything Russia's got. They're, they're bragging. But you don't hear... Nobody else bragging about Russia taking out something. But I've seen the pictures. It's destruction. They'll take years and years and years to build Ukraine back. And Taiwan and everything going on. They're looking to try to get us into war. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but Israel was fired on Syria the other night. And now they're getting Russia involved a little bit. And Iran, I mean, uh, yeah, Iran is feeding Russia with drones and Iran is the drone capital just about of the world. Everybody heard this? Some of it you've heard, hadn't you? And you said, why, why you? well, I want to tell you tonight, we need to be concerned. We got a nation going to hell. We got people tonight that's in the dark. We got church folks that hadn't been taught anything and they're in the in the dark. And one of these days this stuff's gonna happen, and when it does, they don't know what to do. So I'm trying to tell you, I'm a, I'm a holding to the Lord. Clinging to him. I'm not Oh, they're worried about who the Antichrist is. They told me this morning, said, Who you think the Antichrist is? I said, I don't know. Don't really care. Said, why? 
The only reason I would even think about, even care about the Antichrist is loved ones I might have that gets to stay here or has to stay here because they refuse Christ. But I'm leaving. Amen. I don't know how much of this stuff we're going to have to face. Don't think that you're in the land of Canaan and you're not going to have any trouble. The Bible says, Yea, and all live godly shall suffer persecution. But I don't believe we'll go through tribulation, but we may suffer some persecution. Now let me get back on another little area here. I hear so many people said, Preacher, they're trying to get our Second Amendment. They'll get it. They'll take the guns. Preacher, they'll never take the guns at my... They come to my house. They'll take it. If they get my gun, it'll be out of my cold, dead hand. Well, they don't mind. They don't mind taking it out. They don't care whether you're alive or dead. They don't, I don't know whether you know this or not, but the elite, they don't care. They got more money than they'll ever spend in their lifetime. They got everything on the other side. Listen, why do you think they get paid different in Washington than they do anywhere else? Why do you think they won't stand up for the truth? Because they're like some of the jack-legged preachers we've got in America won't preach. Because they're afraid they'll lose their salary. This is not popular. It's not acceptable by most people. Amen. Some have done got up and left, and maybe two or three of you in here have thought about it. But I'm trying to tell you tonight, I, I don't want you to go in this thing dark. Let me just pull this around to another little thought. Uh, there's a lot of little cover areas that I could talk about, but I'm going to look at it. Do you know tonight how bad communism is? How many has ever lived under communism? Has anybody in here ever been under communism? Then you don't know what communism is. I've jotted down a few things here. The best way to find out is just see how the countries that's called communist nations are having to live. Actually, I'll just give you these things here. Communist views... And they're not all the same. You got different people that's in communism. Some of them are stronger into it than others. But you don't say much about the leaders of the land. You say, well, we'll never get there. You want to bet? I'm not a betting man. What if I told you tonight we're already there? When we had a president and all of a sudden, is it Twitter? They want to put him or throw him off first? Throw the president of the United States of America off because of his agenda. And uh, they've been trying to pass things that he's so, so wrong. But let me tell you something. Preachers are being thrown off of YouTube on a constant basis simply because... They're telling things that they don't want to be told. Our people come to this country out of another country for the, I mean, for the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion. 
And both of those are in jeopardy in America tonight. They'll never get the Second Amendment, preacher. No. They're working on this First Amendment. How much of the, they'll never get this first one until they get rid of the second one. And they're already working on both of them. They're going to fix it where they'll get your guns and then they'll also fix it to where you can't speak. I heard the other day in the news that now they can, and I saw it, where that some of the federal guys, FBI, come to a man's house because he had more than one gun. And they wanted to see his gun and they had a, had a piece of paper saying, you just show us your guns and show us that you still got them and you hadn't sold them and we'll walk off. And they highlight that on the second gun when you buy two guns. They let you have one for now. Are you seeing all this tonight? You said, preacher, you are out here in left field. Well, leave me alone. I believe what I'm preaching. So what's happened when you get up and why you can't even walk up on the street tonight, open your Bible and preach the grace of God without being harassed, put in jail, or run off? I used to preach on the street here in Clarksville. I used to go to them and they'd say, yes, you can preach, but you've got to follow the rules. You can't get on the sidewalk. And if you, somebody comes up and wants to walk on the sidewalk, you've got to get off of it. You can't block the sidewalk. You can't step out in the road. You can step back. I followed, their, I followed their guidelines and preached. That's been several years ago. Now I don't know if you can even get a permit for that. A lot of places I know you can't. I remember when I started preaching years ago that we'd put loudspeakers on the top of our car. Go down through the community and there's houses close uh, by and when we go down through there we'd preach. I'd sit in the back seat, the guys would drive and I'm just preaching. I'd preach from about 2 o'clock on Sunday evening to 4 o'clock on Sunday evening and then go back and preach on Sunday night. Pastor... A church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and I'd preach on the street and then go back to church on Sunday night. We used to go to parking lots where the grocery stores were, pull in there and preach, and then they cut our loudspeakers off. You can't use PA systems no more. So we went to jails and started preaching in jails. And Nursing homes. That's still a good place to go. They'll let you in. I wish I had two or three of me. I'd be preaching in them places and here too. But no, we've got to worry about everything that's going on and not pay much attention to the spiritual things. We're letting the world go to hell while we're dragging our feet. Well, We've seen that. Then they wouldn't let us preach on the street. And now when you preach in your own church and pulpit, if they find out that you're preaching something that's contrary to their agenda. Of course, tonight I don't think I've preached anything that's contrary to their agenda. Do you? Amen. You know, 
I, I don't think I have. But they, they would. They'll shut you down. And that's what these IRS agents are coming for. They're going to come after those people who are against. And somebody said, well, I'm looking for a civil war. Oh, can I get on that little subject for a minute? Somebody said two years ago, a year and a half ago, our country's going to get fed up one of these days and they're going to get too much of it. We're going to have a civil war. I don't believe it'll be Christians. They persecuted our Lord. They crucified Him as a Christian. What are you going to do, preacher, when they come and get you and put you in jail? I'm going to automatically ask you tonight to pray for me if that happens down the road. I may not get a phone call to you. But I'm in jail. Put Do all you can to get me out. And uh, I'll try to help you. I'll preach in there. If you'll pray out here. You understand what I'm saying? And it'll get worse than that as the time goes by. Because that's what they're trying to They're trying to get the deplorables out of their system. Amen. They don't know if they'll just lay cool and keep on doing what they're doing and leave us alone. God's going to come and get the deplorables. Then them fellas that are going to riot. and See, God's people is not supposed to be rioting up and down the street and busting out windows and burning down buildings. That's what the devil and his crowd does. God said they slap you in the face you turn the cheek and let them slap you up now only time I believe I'd get real violent is when somebody comes in and messes with my family maybe that's why tonight I don't have a wife amen it'd just be me you understand where I'm coming from tonight you mess I don't have a wife but I had one tonight you mess with her, I'm be like every man's supposed to be. Take care of her. Amen. Of course, I know some men, they'll probably send the woman to the door and he crawls under the bed and waits on yeah. Understand? So I'm saying tonight, let me just give you the views of these. I'm going to give you the views of two or three here tonight and then we'll go home. I don't even know what time it is. Time's about got me in here. I'm going to talk about communist views. They have a communism is a voluntary state of self-governance. A voluntary state of self-governance. Communism governs itself and uh, it's in much of disagreement and, and they do things that is contrary to the means that they're going to get. In other words, they take it out on the people. Communism is a classless society between the rich and the poor. What are they crying in America? They want us all the same. They're even doing it with the race. They want the race. There's a division in our country on race and our, you know, ethnicity and finances. 
They at the place that they're wanting to take from the rich and give to the poor. The Republican says, give them back their taxes. The Democrats said, increase the taxes. I'm not preaching against Democrats. I'm preaching against a system that they're trying to get us to. Communism believes, and of course you go to socialism and communism, but socialism and communism is just cousins. There's a few differences. I don't have time to tell you the differences. But communism is a common, they have a common ownership of all resources. Nobody owns nothing. If you've got anything, amen, it's common to everybody else. There's no control of anything and I mean, it's all division. They have no control. You don't have no control of anything. They have the control of it all. Yeah. They tell you when you can go to bed and when you can get up. They say they tell you where you can work and uh, what you work for. They uh, try to abolish private property. You're seeing it to a degree now when they're trying to get everybody out of the country, move into the city, and all the little bitty apartments. Never seen more apartments go up in all my life. They oppose democracy. And here's their main teaching, spiritual part. And you'll see in just a minute what they believe. They believe that man can bring a solution and solve all his problems and bring a peace upon the earth and a peace to society and in the end it'll have no criminals. That's why you have in these communistic countries they don't have as many criminals as we do in America. They kill them. You say something against the president, boom. That's why they put pictures of their leaders in the streets. That dictator is their God. That's what they want. They want them to reverence them, to worship them. We're headed that way in America. We're not there, but we're headed there. Communists are atheists, they're godless. They'll let you have churches and worship, but you don't worship like we worship here in America. They'll let you have churches, but they control what you preach. You want that? Church people in America try to control the preacher. But wait till communist gets it. You want a real calm Sunday when the preacher can squirt rose water and pat you on the back, wait till communist gets here. You won't hear what I'm preaching tonight. There's two more I want to talk about. There's a view of the communists, and that's that kind of view I just told you. There's also a Jewish view of the world. You remember the Jew does not accept Jesus Christ. He rejected him. And the Jew will tell you tonight that it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And he's not getting that from the New Testament. But what he says is it's going to get better one of these days 
when the Messiah comes. And the Messiah is going to set up his rule and his reign. And he's going to become the king. Now if you don't get these in your mind tonight, you'll be all messed up. And then the third view I want to mention, I could tell you half a dozen different views. And all those colors. we got the agnostics, we've got um, all these other folks, mono, uh, in the, uh, the atheists, the, mono, the agnostics, we've got those tonight too, or people who worship many gods. They're all here in the world. Polytheism, I think, is what that is. But anyhow, the Christian view is what I want to talk about. The Christian view says it's going to get worse and worse. Evil men and seducers will wax worse at being deceiving and being deceived. That is a Christian view. It's not only just a Christian view, it's a Bible view. That's where you get that. And uh, what they're saying is, what we preach is, the only hope and remedy is for Jesus Christ to come for the church and take the church out of here and judge the earth and then set up his establishment of the kingdom. And then behind it, a new heaven and a new earth. That's biblical. Amen. Now we've got to see which one we are. I know which one I am. Amen. I'm not communist. I'm not socialist. I'm not even akin to them. I think I probably got some relatives that's probably in the middle. We got Washington. Who would have ever believed 30 years ago that one day we'd have a senator in the United States of America that would get up one day and say, I am a, a democratic socialist. Would you ever believe that? He's well known. Almost won the presidency uh, uh, nomination a couple of times. Bernie Sanders. Sanders is his name. I was trying to think what it was. All right. He likes running for president. And it's amazing that we've got young people that love him. They run after him. Who would ever believe that? Wouldn't it be something one of these days Bernie Sanders becomes the first socialist, democratic socialist that we've ever had as a president. Wouldn't surprise me anything at this point in time. I still didn't get to them strongholds. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I just let the Holy Spirit do it. I'll come back and get that later. Amen. I don't apologize to just tell you if you was looking for what I started with, I'm sorry. I didn't get it either. All right, I'll let you go on that. But can you just see a little things that are happening tonight? I took my time. I want you to see it. I said, preach, I don't want to hear that kind of stuff. Okay. Just sit in the shade somewhere. And when it happens, call me up and said, you told me. And I didn't listen. What I do now? And I'll probably say, I don't think there's anything you can do now. Amen. God done turned it over. God ever takes His hand off of America, she's done. And America's doing it to herself because she's taking her hand off of Israel. 
The only key and cue tonight for America is that she falls in love with God's people, the church, and the Jew. And starts doing whatever she can for the church and the Jew and let all this other junk go. And if we ever do that, we'll head back in the right direction. Somebody said, we've got to have revival. Get started. Hey, your revivals in the churches are about over. I told you that last Wednesday night, didn't I? About the evangelist. And missionaries had a had an email today from a missionary. I didn't know him. And he's going to Arkansas. What happened to our old-fashioned missionaries that go to foreign soil? What happened to them? They don't go now. Stay at home now. Amen. All right. We'll bow our head and ask God to help us. We won't have any music. We'll just pray that God...